Mishnah begin, Bracha Daf Bedem with Aleph. And we'll start with the Mishnah, and then we'll come back and discuss some background to the Mishnah so that we get context in which the Mishnah is stated. It says, At what point do you start reading Kriyat Shema that you can be Mayotzi the Mitzvah of Kriyat Shema at night? From the time that the Kohanim come in to eat their Chuma, Ad, until what time does that true? Ad Sofa Rishuna until the end of the first watch, Divri Rabbi Eliezer. Now the Divri Rabbi Eliezer, the Gemara is going to discuss later on whether Divri Rabbi Eliezer applies to both statements of the Mishnah or only the latter statement of the Mishnah, which is that you had two statements here: the beginning of Kriyat Shema and the end of Kriyat Shema. The beginning of Kriyat Shema. It says that starts Mishash Kohanim Nechasim Lechol Matan. Then we had a statement of Adash Mora Rishona until the first watch is over, and then it says Divir Rabbi Lezer. So Divir Rabbi Lezer could be modifying the end time, or could be modifying both of those, and those both could be Divir Rabbi Lezer. Chamim Omrim Ad Chatzot. It's clear that the Chamim disagree and say that Kriyat Shema is only until Chatzot. Rabbi Gamliel Omer Ad Shalei Amud Hashachar. says it goes until dawn. Now there's a machloket in the Rishonim as to what dawn is and when dawn starts, whether it's somewhat between 90 minutes before the sun rises or 72 minutes before the sun rises, maybe it drops shorter than that, depending on whether it's the first ray of light or is it when the sky starts to show lightness in it. So because of that difference, there's a machloket about exactly when this Alot shachar is. But we have three opinions here. Ashmura Rishona, which is the first watch of the night, the might divide up into three parts, so it'll be the first third of the night. We have the Rabbi Gamliel and the Chachamim, the Chachamim say Chatzot, and Regamliel says Ad Amud Shachar. And again, we'll come back in a second to discuss their machloket. Now, Maseu Bo Banav Mibeta Mishte. There's a situation in which the children of Rabbi Gamliel came back from Beta Mishte. Now, Beta Mishte generally is translated by the Rishonim as being a wedding, a Sudat Mitzvah. Obviously, it has implications the Alocha because if you claim that a Beta Mishte here is a Sudat Rishut, then that will have implications as far as what the Alocha is concerned about pushing off Kriyat Shema for Sudat Rishut, not just for Sudat Mitzvah. Amru lo, they said to their father in Gamliel, lo karinu et Shema. We didn't read Kriyat Shema yet. Amru lehem, im lo ala amud ha-shachar, if dawn is yet to rise, chayvin atem likrot, you must read Kriyat Shema. Velo zubovat, amru, that's not alone. Elokol ma shamru chachamim ad chatzot, any mitzvah where you have the chachamim telling you until chatzot, mitzvatan ad shayle amud ha-shachar. Truthfully, the mitzvah goes until malud ha-shachar. Now, examples. Hefter chalavim ve'evarim. The placing on the mizbeach of chalavim, the fats, and evarim are the limbs. Chalavim is by all carbonate that they go on the mizbeach. The evarim are by the ola. Mitzvatan ad shelem udashachar. The mitzvah for those is until dawn. Mechol nechalim yom echad. Anything of kodashim that is eaten for one day. Generally, that's all kodshay kodashim. Are eaten for a day and a night in the mikdash. Whereas the, only, the exception to that is the todah, which is always eaten for a day and a night. Mitzvatan ad shelem udashachar. The mitzvah is until dawn. Imkain, lama amru chachamim ad chatzot. Why do the chachamim say until chatzot? Kedei l'archichet adam mina veira. In order to prevent a person from having a problem with the mitzvah, if you extend it or you let yourself wait until amud shachar, and that can have problems from two different perspectives. That can have a problem with we wait to do the mitzvah until amud shachar, then you may fall asleep, you may forget to do it. And on the other hand, you have the other problem, which is, if you allow someone to eat the korban until Amur HaShachar, you're going to come onto that threshold, very close to that threshold of eating them after the zman that is permissible. Now, we're going to go back through the Mishnah now, just discuss a number of the machlokot that are in the Mishnah. First of all, you have the machloket between Regumliel and Chachamim. Here, there's a machloket harishonim, how to read this machloket. Are they arguing lichatchila, or are they arguing bidieved? I mean that you have the Chachamim saying that it's until Chatzot, until midnight, is the din of Kriyat Shema. 
Now, when Rabbi Gamliel says that the Rabbanan said that Chatzot is Kedela Chikmen Adam in Aveira, does that mean that he also subscribes to that? That he says, Lechatchila, you really should do it until Chatzot. Bidyevet, if you didn't do it until Chatzot, then you can do it until Amud HaShachar. Or, does Rabbi Gamliel not subscribe to the Chatzot of the Chachamim whatsoever? Does he say, no, the Din is until Amud HaShachar. And in addition to that, know that the Chachamim don't disagree with me. They fundamentally agree with me. And since they fundamentally agree with me, you don't have to worry. You can say it until Amud HaShachar. What's the difference between them? It's a huge Chiddush in the Rebbeinu Yonah. The Rebbeinu Yonah says that when it comes to Chatzot, when the Chachamim said that Kriyat is until Chatzot, if you say their Machloket is Bidi Eved, that means that everyone agrees that Chatzot is the cutoff. Bidi Eved, Rebbe Gil lets you pass that. That means, according to the Chachamim, you cannot be Yotze Kriyat Shema after Chatzot. Chachamim were Machia, you're right to say Kriyat Shema after Chatzot, which is amazing. You have a mitzvah do, right do, to say Kriyat Shema, and the Chachamim say that the end is Chatzot, has Archaka, and then they wipe out your ability to do the mitzvah after Chatzot. If you say that the Machloket here only exists Chatzchila level, then you could argue that even the Chachamim are saying Chatzchila do it before Chatzot. Bidyevid, you can do it until Murashachar like Rabbi Gamliel, and then obviously your right would not be forfeited to say Kriyachma after Chatzot. But it's a major nafgamina and a big chiddush in the Rebbein Yonah that you may not say Kriyachma after Chatzot according to the Chachamim. They forfeited your right to say Kriyachma. Now, in terms of the Machloket here, the Machloket in the Mishnah, and this will lead us into Gemara as well, comes from the Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk in the Torah says, B'shoch b'cho uvkumecha. So the mitzvah is when you go to sleep and you get up. The Machloket in the Mishnah is how do you define Shchiva? Shchiva can be defined in one of two ways. It can be defined as Zman Shchiva, the time that people go to sleep, or Shchiva can be defined as the time that people are sleeping. So the difference between those would be the difference in the opinions that we're seeing in the Mishnah. Rabbi Lezer says that Kriyat Shema is only until Ashmura Rishona. Why is it only until Ashmura Rishona? Because that's the time in which people go to sleep. They go from Tzeta Kochavim, which we'll see in the Gemara, until Ashmura Rishona. That's when people go to sleep. So that's the definition of Shach Bucha in the Torah. Whereas the Chachamim and Rabbi Gamliel say, what is Shach Bucha in the Torah? That means there's time that people are sleeping. People sleep the entire night. So since people sleep the entire night, the Zman of Kriyat Shema is the entire night. Obviously the Chachamim have this Harchok of Chatzot to move it back, but they agree fundamentally with Rabbi Gamliel that the Shechiva here is talking about the sleeping time of people, not when they go to sleep. That brings us to the next step here, which mentioned about three examples of things that are until Amud HaShachar. It says Kriyat Shema is until Amud HaShachar, Hekter, Evarim, and Chalavim, as well as eating of Kodoshim. With regards to two of those, we find in other places that the mitzvah is only until chatzot. There's a karaf chatzot. Here, by Kriyat Shema, we have a karaf chatzot. As well as eating kodoshim, we have a karaf chatzot. As far as hekter, chalavim, and evarim, we find no such harchaka in the Mishnayot of chatzot. And therefore, Rashi says over here that when he brings the example of chalavim and evarim, it's not to say that that goes until Amur HaShachar, but it really cuts off at Chatzot because of Chachach HaChamim. Rather, it's just an example that any mitzvah that's at night goes the entire night. So he brings you three examples of mitzvot at night that go for the entire night. Kriyat eating Kodoshim, and this Hekter, Chalavim, Everim. Then, afterwards he says, well, the Chachamim will only cut off at Chatzot to give you a Chaka. That only applies to two of them. That applies to the case of Kriyat and that applies to the case of eating Kodoshim. But as far as Hector, Chalavim, and Evarim, there is no Karaf at Chatzot. Obviously, other Rishonim disagree with Rashi and say the statement in this latter half of the Mishnah applies to all of them. So all of them apply until Amur HaShachar, and all of them cut off at Chatzot. All right, now, in terms of moving into the Gemara, the Gemara is going to ask a interesting question. 
Because this question you can ask anywhere in Shas, which is that Shas starts nowhere. And that's a problem in Gemara in general. It's true in the Mishnayot as well. But if you pick up a Gemara, any Gemara that you pick up assumes that you know something else already. You can't pick up a Gemara and say, this is the beginning of Shas. As soon as Shas starts, it automatically assumes that you have information from somewhere else and that other information that you should know, whether it's from Mishnayot, whether it's from Sukim, or whether it's from other Gemaras, the Gemara assumes knowledge in order to bring you in. And that's sometimes the Gadlut of Rashi. Peyush of Rashi sometimes just gives you that other information that you need to know in order to clarify. And the Gemara asks an interesting question here. It says, Tana hechekoi. Where does this Tana, where is his basis of his statement, Me'ematai? When do you read Kriyachma? What do you mean, when did you read Kriyachma? What was he talking about before? What was the basis of this question? Sounds like there's some information, something happened. And then now he's asking, okay, when do you start? But wh- where was the beginning of this Mishnah? It's missing from here. It should have started out. This is Kriyachma. And then, when do you read Kriyachma? That this is Kriyachma is missing from the Mishnah. Duktani, Me'ematai, Vitu. And in addition to that, I have another question. Mishnah. Why does it start with the nighttime Zman of Kriyachma? Then a subsequent Mishnayot will discuss what time you can read Kriyachma in the morning. So why would you start at night? Wouldn't you start at the morning Kriyachma and then afterwards the night Kriyachma? The Gemara says, Tana Akrokoi. The Mishnah assumes that you know the Torah. And in the Torah it's written, By Kriyachma it says that the din of Kriyachma applies when you go to sleep and when you get up. So that's, it's written, Zman Kriyachma Deshchiva Eimat. So when is the time of that Bishach Bukha? When is the time of Kriyachma, which we know from the Torah, as at the time of Shchiva? So we started out with Shchiva. Mishash HaKonim Nechnasim Lechol Mitru Batam. That's the answer here. Now, Vibay Tema, the other alternative answer is, Yolifim Briyato Shalolam. He learns that out from creation. Dechtiv, in creation it's written, Vayerev Vayvoker Yom Echad. That first there was night, then there was day. So night precedes daytime. That's true in most areas of Jewish law. Night precedes day. The exceptions to that rule are generally Kodashim. Kodashim is day and then night. Now it's not Muskam the Kolarishonim. Just so you know this, it's been mentioned that the Rosh had a Talmud, Muvak, and he wrote a Zefer called Seder Olam. That Seder Olam is all about astrology, astronomy, and about things like the Tkufot and the sunrise, sunset, the days, all these things that are relevant to Aloha, he wrote a Sefer. And in his Sefer, he claims that does not mean that the day began at night. You should be aware of that. I'm just telling you that because there are Rishonim that don't believe that in Briyat Olam that that was the case. That only happened later on, that nighttime became before daytime. But in creation, that was not set in force. From this Gemara, it sounds like it was set in force at the time of creation. But obviously, there are two opinions over here. Now, once you've done that, you've opened up and said it's me, you're saying that this is a paradigm not just in Kriyat Shema, but something that applies to all areas of Allah. Well, if that's the case, then you have a problem with the subsequent Mishnayot. After we do a Kriyat Shema, we move on to Birkot Kriyat Shema, the Brachot of Kriyat Shema. And over there, it addresses the Birkot Kriyat Shema of Shacharit first. It says in Shacharit, you have two before, one afterwards. And at night, you do two before, two afterwards. According to your principle, that paradigm, it should have been Mariv first, the Brachot of Kriyat Arvit first, and then of Shachrit afterwards. So it says, no, the Mishnah is laid out in a logical manner. Tana Patach Barvit. The Tana begins with Arvit, because that's coming off the Pasuk, then, and then he moves on to Kumecha to teach you when it's the Zman Kriyat in the morning. 
Once he already got on to Priyat Shema Shacharit, he continues with that thought and finishes off that thought, Parish Mile de Shacharit. Then he says the Birkot of Shacharit because he's already on Shacharit. And then he returns afterwards to deal with the Brachot Kriyat Shema of Arvit. So now we have the layout of how we got to this Mishnah and what this Mishnah is based on. Now the question the Gemara might seem strange because, first of all, isn't it obvious that Kriyat Shema, there's a Chiyah of Kriyat Shema Min Torah, and Neshach Bechov Kumecha. And so what's the Gemara asking over here that the Mishnah is based on that? So it happens to be that what we take for granted, everybody would say, if I asked you, oh, is Kriyat Shema in a Torah, that we take that for granted, that the Mitzvah Kriyat Shema is from a Torah, is actually subject to a Machloket later on in our Masechta. In Brochot, and Daf, Chof Aleph, Amor Aleph, there's actually a Machloket Amoraim as to whether Kriyat Shema is in a Torah or not. And that is a Machloket between Amor of Yehuda, and there the Rif has the Girsa Amor Shmuel, Safek Kara Kriyat Shema, Safek Lokara. If a person has a Safek whether they read Kriyat Shema or not, ain't no Chosev Kriyat, you don't have to go back and read it again. You know why? Because Kriyat Shema is only the Rabbanan. Then you have an opinion of Rabbi Elazar, who says, Safek Kara Kriyat Shema, Safek Lokara, Chosev Kriyat Shema. He has to go back and read it. You know why? Because he thinks it's in a Torah. So it's a suffix, though, right? So you have to go back and read it. That means here you have a machloket amoraim as to whether Kriyat Shema is Mina Torah or Midr Abanan. So you're going to say to me, what do you mean? What's the question over here? How could Shmuel have an opinion that Kriyat Shema is only Midr Abanan? Doesn't the Pasuk, and that's what we just said now. And the Gemara there asks exactly that question. Metiv Rav Yosef. Doesn't the Pasuk say, Doesn't the Pasuk say, Exactly that, that you're chayiv and Kriyat Shema. How could Shmuel have an opinion that Kriyat Shema is only a din de Rabbanan? how divrei Torah? And that comes to this machloket about what the Pasuk says. It's, the Pasuk says, Vayu hadivarim ha'ele. What is the mitzvah? The mitzvah is to read hadivarim ha'ele. What are these hadivarim ha'ele? According to Shmuel, divarim ha'ele are divrei Torah. There's an obligation to learn Torah at night and during the day. It has nothing to do with Kriyat Shema. We use Kriyat Shema according to that. The Rabbeinu Yonah say that we use Kriyat Shema to fulfill our obligation, but that's not necessarily the obligation. The obligation is in Torah, nothing to do with Kriyat Shema. And uh, the riff on the spot says, let Hilchotaki Shmuel. The Loch is not like Shmuel. But there are other Rishonim, including Tosafot in Menachot, who say that the law is that way. Tosafot and Menachot and Daphne Gimon Bet says that Kriyat Shema is an Asmachta Ba'alma. The Kriyat Shema de Rabbonot. Kriyat Shema is only a din de Rabbanan. You have a machloket rishonim, whether Kriyat Shema is de Rabbanan or de Oraita. And based on this machloket in our Gemara, about whether the Vayu Advarim refers to Divrei Torah, or refers to Kriyat Shema. But that's not enough, because even if you believe that Kriyat Shema is Minat Torah, what is Minat Torah? Vayu Advarim What are these Dvarim that are considered to be Kriyat Shema Minat Torah? And here you have a spectrum of opinions that runs from one end of the gamut to the other end of the gamut. You have some that say, including the Gemara, the Gemara calls Kriyat Shema de Rabbi. Kriyat Shema of Rabbi was Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad. Just the first pasuk of Kriyat Shema. And you have numerous Bishonim that believe that the Mitzvah Midoraita is just the first pasuk in Kriyat Shema. Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad. You have other Bishonim that believe Vayu Advarim Eilev references both Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad and the first parsha of Kriyat Shema. Rashi, over here on our Mishnah, says exactly that. And Tosavot disagrees with him. But Rashi says, the Chiyuv Minat Torah, if you believe Kriyat Shema is Minat Torah, is the first pasuk, Shema Yisrael, and then the parsha of Ve'ahavto. Tosavot disagrees and says that it's the first two parshiot. The first two parshiot are Minat Torah. How does he know that? Because they both have the same thing in them, which is, Ubishach Uvku Mecha. They both have that same obligation. So even though Vayu Advarim Ha'ile is written in the first parsha, 
Nevertheless, it applies to both of them. And you can see where the Rishonim are trying to deal with this. is the beginning of Ahavto. So Vayudvarimela could be referencing what was written before it, which could mean might even include a little more of Ahavto. Or does Vayudvarimela include everything written in that Parsha, which could be Shema and Vahavto. Or does Vayudvarimela everything that you read, B'Shach B'Chov Kumecha. And you have two things to read, B'Shach B'Chov Kumecha, that's Shema, V'Avto, and Vayayim Shemoa. There's one other opinion, the Shagazariah disagrees, and says that this is not the opinion of the Rambam, but many believe that this is the p- opinion of the Rambam. The Rambam says, P'mayim B'Choyom Kurim Kriyat Shema Be'er You read Kriyat Shema twice a day. Hilchot Kriyat Shema Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph. Shnemar B'Shach B'Chov Kumecha, and then, Talacha Bet. Umahu Koreh. What does he read? Shlosha Parshiot. He has to read three parashiot, Elohim, Shema, Vayayim, Shema, Vayomer. So you see that the Rambam seems to find Kriyat Shema and the Mitzvah Midoraito as being these three parashiot of Shema, Vayayim, Shema, Vayomer, having all three parashiot Bidoraito. So in terms of the Rishonim and the Perishim, here you have a spectrum that runs all the way from it being the first pasuk to all three parashiot in terms of what is considered to be Kriyat Shema Doraito. And even beyond that, that's if you think it's Doraito. We have an opinion in Amora Shmuel who believes that Kriyat Shema is not even Minat Torah. Only Limura Torah is Minat Torah, not Kriyat Shema itself. And that brings us to the fundamental question that's raised by all the Rishonim over here. The problem began in the time of the Gemara and then becomes even more problematic later in the time of the Rishonim. In the time of the Gemara, where they daven, their shuls were out in the fields, and it was nighttime, and it was difficult to get the people together. They wanted to daven while it was still light out, and try to come back together before it was dark. And so what started to happen, and the Gonim mentioned this already, was that people were davening before nightfall. And if they were davening before nightfall, that means that they were davening Mariv and Kriyat Shema before nightfall. If that's the case, then we have a problem here. Kriyat Shema we know has a requirement of shchiva, zman shchiva, time that you go to sleep. And we're going to see in a second that the shash of konim nechnasim nechol b'chumatan, time that konim go to their chuma is defined by uva shemesh b'teir, time that the shemesh goes away and then the day ends. We'll see in a second that definition, the Gemara argues about exactly that definition. Both of them are somewhat ambiguous in their term of ba shemesh b'teir and uvashach b'cha, when those times are. The Gemara is going to conclude that that's seita kochavim, that's the time period for both of those mitzvot. So that's interesting why those two are mentioned in the Mishnah together. In Gahati, he mentions from his Rebbe, Rav Ruderman, that they're mentioned in this Mishnah together because of that fact. They're both ambiguous in the Torah as to their time. They're not called Yom. They're not called Laila. They're called Shach Bucha and Uva Shemesh And since they have these ambiguous terms that are associated with them, the Mishnah puts them together and then the Gemara defines them as being a time that is Shat Tzaito Kochavim. But if it is Shat Tzaito Kochavim, how are these people davening before Tzaito Kochavim and saying Kriyat Shema? problem becomes exacerbated in the time of the Rishonim, because many of the Rishonim live in, I would call them latitudinally challenged areas. They live north, very far north. And that means that you have time periods where the sun doesn't set till 10, 11 at night. And that's going to create huge problems in terms of Kriyat Shema. So they're definitely davening earlier. The Chuma Tadeshin in his Chuvot, and Chuva Aleph in the Chuma Tadeshin, speaks about that when he was growing up, they used to daven Mincha Meirev in Shabbos, and then they'd walk along the river, and the sun would still be shining outside. It's one of his proofs that you can daven Meirev, you can create so much earlier. Be that as may, there's a huge problem that started already in the time of the Gemara, and becomes even more problematic in the time of the Rishonim, which is that people are davening before it's Eta Kochavim. And how do we deal with that? Rashi raises it already on the Mishnah, and Rashi says... Oh, don't worry about it. You'll just say Kriyat Shema by davening because we want to be Omeid in Tefillah Mitoch Divrei Torah. When are you really Yotze Kriyat Shema? In Kriyat Shema Lamita. Kriyat Shema Lamita. So you know what Rashi's opinion is. What's Kriyat Shema Lamita? Shema and Vahavto. Rashi thinks that the mitzvah is only 
Shema and Ve'ahavta. Tosafot says right away, how can you be Yotze with Shema and Ve'ahavta? You need to say Vayayim Shemoa. So Tosafot comes up with a different solution. Tosafot's solution to this problem is not to say that you repeat it, but rather to change the time of Zman Kriyat Shema. He does that. Smachoket here, the Rebbeinu Tam and the Ri. The Ri does something less radical. The Ri moves it back to the sunset. He says, we're going to see in the Gemara, there are other opinions in the Tanaim, that it's not Seyit HaKochavim, but it's a little earlier. And we can be Somech on them in the Shat HaDachach, on those Tanaim that say that it's actually from sunset and not Seyit HaKochavim. Reino Tam has the most radical Shita, which is, we have a Machloket in Tefillat HaShachar, later on in the Masechta, as to when Mincha ends and Mairev begins. With Chachamim say, Mincha is to the end of the day, Mairev starts after the day is over. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion, Mincha goes until Plaga Mincha, and then Mariv is after Plaga Mincha. The Gemara there says, since we do not have a Psakalacha like either one of them, you can act like e- in accordance with either opinion. And so what the Rabbeinu Tam claims is that people were diving Mariv before sunset. When they were diving early, they were following the position of Rabbi Yehuda. And just like Rabbi Yehuda believes it's nighttime for Mariv, he thinks it's nighttime for Kriyachma. And you can actually be Yotze Kriyachma at that time. It's an amazing and radical shito of the Rabbeinu Tam to move the Zman Kriyachma back to Plaga Mincha, according to the Sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. The Ri is willing to move it back to Shkia, not past that. Many of the other Rishonim, you can see Rashi here, you can see the Tabin Yonah, the Rosh, from the Gaonim already suggest that one says Kriyachma again later at night. What you have to say later at night is a good question. And the Rishonim also discussed the problem of Birkot Kriyachma. Can you separate out Birkot Shemir Kriyachma from Kriyachma? In the time the Gaonim, they wanted you to say Birka Kriyashma later at night. And when you say it with the Tzibor, just say it without a bracha, because they didn't separate them. Later on, the Rishonim are Mechadesh, that Birkot Kriyashma are not necessarily tied to Kriyashma itself, and they have more of a function like Tefillah. They look like the part of Tefillah, and they're not necessarily tied to Kriyashma itself, and you can separate the two out. And therefore, you can daven earlier with the Birkot Kriyashma and say Kriyashma for the Chovah later on. But they're very innovative ways to come up with this. And even the Gonim suggests that maybe you have to make a separate Birkat mitzvah. When you say Kriyat Shema later at night, you should make a bracha, share Kiddishanu Mitzvah Vitzivanu Likroat Shema, because you're doing a mitzvah and you have no bracha surrounding it. If you say Birkat Kriyat Shema with it, that's fine, because Avarabba, we know, or Avatolam can replace Birkat the Torah or Birkat Mitzvah. But if you don't have that, you should make a separate bracha. That's later rejected by most of the Rishonim. But that dynamic of trying to deal with this issue creates large works in the Rishonim as to how to solve the problem and how to deal with times when people are davening earlier and how to deal with Kriyat Shema being repeated later at night. Again, all about Machoket. What is Midoraita? Mina Torah, what do you need to repeat later on? Number two is, can you be Yotze when you daven earlier? Can you have Kriyat Shema four times? We have the Rebbeinu Tam, the Ri. And what's the solution when you have a Tzibor that's davening earlier and you have to daven be Yechidut later on? You have to daven alone later on, which is better. So Rebbeinu Yona actually has an amazing Chiddush here. The Rebbeinu Rebbeinu Yona says, you know what you should do? And he bases on the Gaonim. You should dive in with the Tzibor. You don't have to say the Birkot Kriyashim with the Bracha. And then you'll say Shmon Esrei with them as a Tfilat Nidava. Later on, when you get home and you dive in Bechidot later on at night, you'll dive in a Tfilah Bechova. You'll dive in Marev Bechova and you'll say all the Birkot Kriyashim. But we know in the Gemara, you're not allowed to dive in Marev twice. You're not allowed to dive in a Tfilah twice unless you're Mechadesh Davar. Unless you bring something new to your Marev. Beno Ziona says you don't have to be Mechadesh anything here. You know why? In the later Shmon Esrei, you're saying Birkot Kriyashim. The Birkat Shriyasha make it smichud geula litfila. And he says that there's a qualitative difference in a Shmona Esrei that's davin, be smichud geula litfila. And that's a chiddush in your Shmona Esrei. 
And therefore, you can say that Shmon Esrei, you can repeat it later on without any problem. Just trying to give you a flavor for the Rishonim, because this has a tremendous amount that's been written about it, and it's really the focus of all the Rishonim here in the first daf of Brachot. Okay, now the Gemara continues. Amar Mar, Mishash HaKohanim Nechlasim Lechol B'Chumatan. Michtei, Kohanim Eimat Ka'ach Le'Chuma. When are the Kohanim permitted to eat their Chuma? Mishat Tzait Ka'akochavim. The time of Tzait Ka'akochavim, that is the time that the Kohanim are permitted to eat their Chuma. So Litnei, let the Mishnah just say, Mishat Tzait Ka'akochavim. The time that Tzait Ka'akochavim. Why do you have to give us some sort of cryptic way of describing Tzait Ka'akochavim? Milta Gavorche Kamashman. The mission is teaching us a secondary aloha. It's telling, while I'm teaching the aloha of Tzaytok Kochavim Kriyachma, I may as well teach you something about eating Chuma. And that time is the same time period for Kriyachma. We mentioned it before from Rav Ruderman, what might be the connection between these two because of the ambiguity in the Torah as to their timing. What is this teaching us? As Shaul just said, the Kohanim can eat Chuma all the time. So what's it teaching us that Kohanim can eat after Tzaytok Kochavim? The answer is, the Chapara lo me'akvo, that Chapara is not me'akev. And that we saw, since we spent a lot of time in Tarot before we came into Brachot, when it comes to Tumah, there are different ways to remove Tumah. In terms of removing Tumah, a person who comes to me has to go to the Mikveh. In addition to going to the Mikveh, he needs the sun to set, he needs the day to end in order to come to Hor. And some types of Tumah require, beyond that, a Korban to be brought on the next day. And so those are termed as what we call Tvuyom. Someone who goes to the mikveh and is waiting for the day to end is called a tevulyom. person who has already had the mikveh end has finished the day is called herev shemesh. Someone has completed the day. Then there's somebody who has to bring a korban afterwards is what's called mechuser kipurim. Someone is missing kapara. Each one of those stages is metahara the person so that they can do certain things. Person goes to the mikveh, they're allowed to eat masrot now. They're not precluded from eating maser anymore person, the day ends. That's what Argomar is teaching us here. Day ends, you can eat Chuma. If you were Tamei, Tuma Terev, or the term at the end of a seven-day Tuma on the last day, if you go to the Mikveh and the sun sets, the day ends on that, you can eat Chuma after that point in time. Even if you have to bring a Korban on the eighth day. On the eighth day, if you still have to bring a Korban, that is Ma'ake for certain things, including Biat Mikdash. You're not allowed to go enter the Mikdash until you brought that Korban, as well as eating Kodashim. Those two things will be restricted until you bring the Korban. But as far as Truma and Masrot already from back to the time you went to the Mikvah, they will be permitted. And that's the Chiddush here, that you're allowed to eat Truma, Mishat Tzaita Kochavim, not having to wait until you have the Michusur Kippurim, until the Korban is brought. Kiddetanya, how do we know that's true? Because the Pasuk says by Truma, Uva Shemesh Vitaher, that the sun sets, and then Vitaher, his Tahor. Now the Gemara is going to explain this. Biachim show me'akvato melechol b'chuma. The setting of the sun is what stops him from eating. Ve'en kaparato me'akvato melechol b'chuma. But his kapara, kapara coming through the korbanot, does not stop him from eating the chuma. Now the Gemara wants to understand this. How do you know what the words uva shemesh v'taher mean? Umimai daha uva v'shemesh biat shemesh v'taher taher yoma. Right, I'm going to try to explain this simply. I'll work with Rashi at first, and then we'll come back and show you that there's two other opinions how to explain this Gemara, which have major nafkuminot la'locha. Rashi explains, Uva Shemesh, how do you know when it says Uva Shemesh, that means Biat Shemesh. Rashi says, Gemara Biat Shemesh, the end of the sun setting, meaning Tzaita Kochavim. V'hai Taher, Taher Yoma. And what is Taher Yoma? Taher means that the day is gone completely. The day has ended and terminated completely. There are stages. The end of the day comes in stages. You have the sun disappear from the horizon, then you have light, and then that light finally disappears. And then after that, you have what's called, you have the stars that come out. 
How do I know when I said here, Uba Shemesh means the sun is gone completely, and Taher, Taher Yoma means that the day is gone, completely gone, which means Seita Kochavim. What's the alternative? The alternative, Dimuma Biato Rohu. Maybe Ba Shemesh means Biato Rohu. Umayve Taher, Taher Gavro. So Rashi claims over here that what's Biato Rohu? Uva Shemesh can mean, Uva Shemesh can mean the sunset. Uva Shemesh means the sun came. It rose on the next morning. So how do you know Uva Shemesh with Taher means that the sunset? And Vitaher means that the day ended completely, meaning Maybe it means Ubiatoro, that meaning Sha'ora Shemesh, when the sun comes up the next morning on the eighth day. That's when he is Tahor. And then Vitar Gavro is coming through the Korban that he brings on the eighth day. Because the Gavro will take action, he'll bring his Korban, and then he'll be Tahor. So maybe that's the alternative. How do you know it's a passive Tara that comes through by Shemesh, the sun setting, and Vitaher that the day is gone completely, versus Vashemesh means the sun rose, and Vitaher means the Gavra, the person himself, must act in order to be Vitaher himself, which means to bring a Korban. That's the explanation of Rashi as far as what this Gemara means and the Havamin of the Gemara. We'll see in a second what the answer is. Tosafot takes issue with Rashi on a number of levels and offers up an alternative. He says, Bia has to mean that the sun sets. Whenever you want to talk about sunrise, you talk about Yatzah Hashemesh. The sun comes out. It doesn't Ba, it's Yatzah. So therefore, ba here has to be, the definition here has to be sun setting. So then what's the difference between biat shemesh and biat oro? So Tosfa says, I'll explain you the difference. Biat shemesh is when the sun sets completely and Yoma, everything's gone. You know what biat oro is? Biat oro is when the sun disappears from the horizon. So the Gemara says, how do you know that they're permitted to eat their truma when it's the sun has gone completely? When all the light has gone completely? That's... Maybe Biyat Shemesh means when the sun sets. Period. And this harkens back to the Shita der Benutam. We have here Estira in Gemarot, in the Gemara in Psachim and Daftari Gimel, Tzadi Dalit, and the Gemara in Shabbat and Lamed Dalit as to how long Ben Hashemashot is. The Rabbeinu Tam comes up with an innovative solution to that problem of the Stira and the Gemarot and says that there are actually two sunsets. The sun sets the first time when it disappears from the horizon. The sun sets the second time when all the light disappears from the horizon. Based on, we've explained this before, when we did the Gemara Menachot, we did it in Vachim as well. We explained that the Rebbein Otam believes that there was a Rakia, and that the sun went into the Rakia, that was the sunset. When it exits the other side of the Rakia, that is when the light disappears. So that's what Tosfat is describing over here. How do you know which sunset we're speaking about? Are we talking about when the sun disappears from the horizon? We're talking about the second sunset when all the light disappears, and that's Seito Kochavim. So that's the question of the Gemara according to Tosafot. I'll come back in a second and explain what the Gro says about this. Now the Gemara says, The way that you have it now is that the Taher happens passively. is a passive form. If you wanted it to be that, like Rashi suggests, that Oro means the morning, the sunrise, and then you bring the Korban, it should say, that the person themselves will be Mitaher themselves. How are they Mitaher themselves? They bring the Korban. There should be some active form over here. According to Tosavot's Pshat, it's not as easy to understand what the Ve'itaher would be. Ve'itaher seems to be that it would be without delay. Ve'itaher would refer to the Gavra, whereas Taher in the passive form would refer to the Yoma. But it's not clear why Tosavot would differentiate between the two, and that's probably what pushed Rashi in the other direction. Maiva Taher. Taher Yoma. So what is Taher then? Taher means when the day disappears completely. And that's what Tosavot says. The answer is that we're talking about the second Shkia. Of Rabbeinu Tam, we're talking about the time of Tzeta Kochamim. Kedamre Inche, which is the colloquialism of people. Yarav Shimshav Yidke Yoma, the sun sets, 
and the day disappears. The day is ended. The translation in Aramaic of Teher is Idkei. Idkei means that the day has been completed. The day has gone out. The day going out is Tzaitakochavim. That's the end or the termination of the day. So that's the Gemara's answer. Bemarava in Eretz Yisrael had the Rabbi Rav Shilo Shmilahu. They didn't have this Rabbi Barshila. Ubalo Mibayi. They had the question to start with. They didn't know what Ubayi Shemesh Tehir was at all. And therefore they posed the question this way. Ubayi Shemesh Biachim Shohu. Oh, they don't have an assumption up front about what it is. They start out with the question. We don't know what this Vashemesh Vitaher means. So then, and then they answer from a Braito. The Siman for the time that the Kwanim go in to eat is Well, that tells you what means Vashemesh Vitaher means It's clear that Teher means Teher Yoma in that case. It's clear that it means that when the sun sets, So now this feeds right into the Rabbeinu Tam Shita. The problem is that the Groh disagrees with the Rabbeinu Tam. The Groh says, and this is the Machlokas between them, the Gemara and Shabbat says, Ben HaShemashot is three quarters of a meal. About 13 minutes, 12 and a half, 13 minutes. The Gemara and Pesachim says, Ben HaShemashot is four meal. Tosfut over here quotes it as five meal, but it seems the right Gisha should be four meal which is a much larger amount of time. It's 72 minutes. So which one's right? The Rabbeinu Tam's solution to the problem is say, well, it's true that when the sun leaves the horizon, then it's 72 minutes to say to Chochavim. Ben Hashemashot starts at the second sunset, which is when the light disappears, and then there's 12 and a half minutes till you hit say to Chochavim. The Groh disagrees vehemently with the Rabbeinu Tam and says that sunset, 12 and a half minutes, 13 minutes later, it's say to Chochavim. Sunset means when the sun leaves the horizon. And one of the proofs for his position is our Gemara right here. And that's is how he explains this Gemara. The Gra in Shulchan Aruch, it's quoted in the Bera Gra Chaim Siman Reish Samech Aleph, brings our Gemara as one of those explanations. He says, what does it mean, Biat Shimsho and Biat Oro? And so the Gra explains, Vahadi Bayisham Biat Shimsho Biat Oro. So he says the difference between them is that Biat Shimsho is when the sun sets. Biat Oro is when the light disappears from everything. All the light disappears. And what's the Gemara's conclusion? Biat Shimsho. That's sun setting. The way the Groh reads the Gemara is Biat Shimsho means when the sun leaves the horizon. Biat Oro is the option where there's no more light left. And so he says the Gemara concludes Biat Shimsho. Tosafot reads it just the opposite. He says Biat Shimsho means when it's Eitachavim, when everything's gone. Biat Oro is when the sun sets. And therefore the Gemara's conclusion is that it's the later one. It's the Eitachavim. But they read the Gemara the exact opposite and therefore come to opposite opinions. Although it seems more likely like the Grah. makes a lot more sense the way the Grah is reading. He's reading, Biat Shimsho is when the sun sets. Biat Oro is when all the light disappears. That's what he's reading the exact opposite of that. And that's a more difficult in terms of the wording over here. And obviously it leads to the difference in their opinions as to when Tzayta Kochavim is. The Grah thinks Tzayta Kochavim is 12-13 minutes at the Tkufot in Eretz Yisrael after sunset. Whereas... Rabbeinu Tam doesn't think that Teito Kochavim is still 72 minutes after the sun sets. All right, now the Gemara continues. Amar Mar, Nichnasim Nechol Betrumatan. The time that Kwanim go in to eat their Chuma. Viriminu, Meimatai Korim Etashma. From when can you start saying Kriyat Shema of Arvit? Arvin Mishani Nichnas Lechol Pito Bemelach. The time that the Ani goes in to eat his bread with salt. Ad Shashomed Lipater Mitok Sulato. Until the time that he finishes Suda. What's unique about the Ani is that he doesn't have candles. He doesn't have light for nighttime. So before the advent of electricity and electric light, that meant that he had to eat his meal prior to the day finishing off. There still had to be light outside. So that means that the Ani is starting, 
at the time that there's still light outside, which is before the Shashe Nechnasim Kohenim Nechol Bichumatam, which is after Tzayta Kochavim. That's number one. Number two is when does it end? It ends when he finishes his Suda. Again, the Suda is nothing like what we saw in our Mishnah. So Gemara says, Seva Vade Pliga Mitnitan. The latter half of that statement clearly argues on our Mishnah. Our Mishnah has three opinions as to Zman Kriyachma, Ashmor Rishonah, which is the first third of the night, Chatzot, and Alot Shachar. None of those are close to this about ending a Suda. That clearly is different than our Mishnah. Reisha, who says that the Reisha argues on our Mishnah? Milei Mepligia Mitnitan. Lo, Ani Vikoin Chad Shiurahu. That they're the same Shiur. The Kohanim, when they can eat their Chumad, say to Kochavim. And when the Ani sits down to eat his meal, that's also around say to Kochavim. The Gemara is going to challenge in that. Viraminu, is that really true? So now the Gemara says, Viraminu, Meimatai Matchilin the Krot Kriyachma Barvit. What time do you start reading Kriyachma at night? Misha, Shibnei Adam Nichnasim Nechol Pitan Barvei Shabbatot. Time that people start their meals on Erev Shabbat. Divrei Rabbi Meir. Vachamim Omrim. The time the Kohenim start to eat their Chuma. And that time period is equated with Even though we don't have a definitive proof about this, we at least have good evidence that this is the fact. When Shivat Zion took place in the time of the second Beit HaMikdash, when they were building Yerushalayim and the Mikdash, over there, there were many people who did not want them to build it. And they tried to attack and stop them. And therefore, they have to both build and defend at the same time. And that's what it describes here. We were working. And the other half were holding the lances. They were holding the weapons in order to protect us. From dawn until nightfall. And the Pesach says, We guarded at night and we worked during the day. Maiva Omer. Why do you need a second Pasuk? The first Pasuk already told you that they were working from Amud Shachar until the Tzayta Kochavim. Why do we need another Pasuk? Maybe when the sun sets, that's night. They were good workers. They came in early in the morning and they left late at night. They worked more than a full day. The Tashma, second Pasuk comes to teach us that they're giving you the definition of Yom. So therefore, the Yom is defined by Aloto Shachar until Tzayta Kochavim. So here you have a proof that the end of the day is Tzayta Kochavim, or night begins, nightfall begins at Tzayta Kochavim, and that's what we're looking for in terms of Kriyachma. When does nightfall begin? So that is Tzayta Kochavim. So now, we're going to suggest now, now we have another time period when we said the Kriyachma can begin. We first of all had when the Kohanim come to eat Bichumatan. We also, before we saw about the Ani, who is Nichnas Lechol Pito. And now we have another time period here, which is Bnei Adam. The Zman that Bnei Adam Nechasim Lechol Pito Nam Be'arvei Shabbatot. Time that people come to eat their meals on Erev Shabbat. So now Gemara says, Agadat Chadani Bnei Adam Chad Shiurahu. We're going to suggest that Ani, when he eats his bread, and when people eat on Erev Shabbat, are one Shior. That's because the Ani eats early because he doesn't have any candle. On Erev Shabbat, all the food is prepared before Shabbat. So you eat early also over then. So let's say they're one Shior. So now, if you do that, if you say also that Ani and Kohen are one Shior, now you have the transitive property. You have a transitive property which says, if Kohenim and Ani are the same, and Ani and Bnei Adam are the same, that means that Kohenim and Bnei Adam are the same. Well, that turns out now that you have the Amrabi Meir and the Chachamim saying the exact same thing. 
חמים are saying משעה שמונים נכנסים לאכול בתשומתן, and רבי מאיר saying the שעה שבני אדם נכנסים לאכול פיתן בערבי שבתות. And now you're saying they're the same thing. What are they arguing about? החמים, היינו רבי מאיר. אלא שמע מינו, אני שיעור הלכות וכהן שיעור הלכות. אני וכהן are separate time periods. בואו, אני וכהן חד שיעור ההוא. No, we're going to leave the אני and the כהן as the same שיעור, ואני ובני אדם לאו שאחד שיעור ההוא. But when it comes to אני ובני אדם, that's where we're going to separate between them. You can't have everything be equal. You can't have all three of them be equal. You can only have two of them be equal. So the Gemara first suggests that it's Kohen Ani. Then the Gemara moves to Ani Ubnei Adam. Now the Gemara is back to Kohen and Ani, saying that they're one Shi'ur. Now, Vani Vakohen Chad Shi'ura, can you really conclude that the time that Ani comes in to eat and the Kohanim, when they can eat their Chumar, is one Shi'ur at Tzayt HaKochavim? Viramini, we have now five opinions as to when Kriyat Shema starts. So first opinion is, Mishash Kidei Shayom Barvei Shabbatot. The time that Shabbat starts on Erev Shabbat, Divrei Rabbi Eliezer, Rashi claims that that's Ben Hashemashot. That's already earlier, it's the time of Ben Hashemashot. Rabbi Yeshua Mer, Mishash HaKohanim Mituharim Lecho Bitrumatan. So Rabbi Yeshua is similar to what we saw in our Mishnah, which is that the time that Kohanim can eat their Truma. Then the third opinion is Rabbi Meir Omer, Mishash HaKohanim Tovlim Lecho Bitrumatan. The time that the Kohanim go in to go to the Mikveh to eat their Truma. So Amr Lo Rabbi Yehuda, Halo Kohanim Mivod Yom Heim Tovlim. Rabbi Yehuda asked Rabbi Meir, which the Gemara will come back and discuss later on, wait a minute, Rabbi Meir, you're saying when they go to the mikveh, they need to go to the mikveh before the day's over. Because the whole idea is that when the day ends, it finishes off the Torah from them going to the mikveh. If they haven't gone to the mikveh yet, then the end of the day won't do anything for them. So they're going to the mikveh when it's still daytime out. So how do you explain that, Rabbi Meir? Rabbi Chanin Omer, so now we have our fourth opinion, time that the Ani goes to eat is bread. And salt, similar to what we saw earlier. But most people go to sit down and eat their meals. Rashi says, it's not clear here if they mean on a weekday or on Shabbat. It's not clear from this Gemara. So now the Gemara says, If you say Ani and Kohen are the same Shi'ur, then Rabbi Chanina, Hainu, Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Chanina has the same opinion about Ani that we saw in the previous Brayta. That when he's nichas echol b'tov b'melach, and Rabbi Yeshua says at the time that Kohanim nechol b'tshumatan. If you want to say that the same shiur, that means that two of the Tanaim in this brayto have the same opinion. That doesn't make any sense. Elav shmamina shiur da'ani luchud v'shiur da'lekohen luchud must be that the shiur of ani is alone and the shiur of kohen is alone shmamina. Well, once you know that that there are different times, what's the next question you're going to have? Haminayu mu'char. Which one of them is later? Is the Kohanim eating chuma later or is the ani later? Gemara says, Mistavra Dani Meuchar. Makes more sense to say the Ani is later. If you say that the Ani is earlier, then Rabbi Chanina, Hainu, Rabbi Eliezer. Because if that's the case, then Rabbi Chanina starts to look like Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer says, the, or what seems to be the earliest time, which is from Ben Hashemashot, the time of Kiddush of Shabbat. So if you want to move the Ani up earlier than the Kohanim are Tahor to eat Bichumatan, you're going to move into a time period where we already have an opinion there. So that makes more sense to say that the Ani is later. That Ani is a later time period. So Amar Mar, now the Gemara is going to go back and discuss this Brayta, which is that statement of Rabbi Yehuda to Rabbi Meir. Amar Lei, Rabbi Yehuda, Alo Kohanim Mibol Jom Heim Tovlim. Don't the Kohanim go into the Mikveh while it's still daytime? And we know you need to say Kriyat Shema night. So Shapir Karmelei, Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda is a great claim against Rabbi Meir. The Gemara says, what is Rabbi Meir's answer to this? Rabbi Meir, this is how Rabbi Meir would have responded. 
You think I'm relying on your Benishmashot? Ana Benishmashot to Rabbi Yossi Kamina. I'm relying on the Benishmashot of Rabbi Yossi. Damar, Rabbi Yossi Benishmashot, Keheref Ayin. The Benishmashot is momentary. It's a time that takes to blink your eye. Zenichnas Vizayotse. Viev Shalamot 11. You can never know when it is because it happens like the blink of an eye. So in the Machloket is, Rabbi Huda is of the opinion, Rash quotes Rabbi Huda's opinion here all the time that it's a Chatzim meal, Benishmashot. But most people have a different gear. So in the Gemara and Shabbat, the Gemara and Shabbat is either two-thirds of a meal or three-quarters of a meal. Most people hold that a three-quarters of a meal is the Benesh Meshot of Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda believes Benesh Meshot is three-quarters of a meal. And Rabbi Yossi believes it's Keharif Ayin. It's like the blink of an eye. So now, if you have to go to the mikveh before the day is over, the question is, when is that that you're going to go to the mikveh? So if you go to the mikveh before Rabbi Yehuda's time period of Benesh Meshot, that means that you're going during daytime. Whereas if you're going before Rabbi Yossi's Benesh Mashot, then you're already into the nighttime because Rabbi Yossi's Benesh Mashot is after the Benesh Mashot of Rabbi Yehuda. So that means it's already nightfall for Rabbi Yehuda when you're talking about the Benesh Mashot of Rabbi Yossi. So if they go to the mikveh then, they're already into the nighttime for Rabbi Yehuda. That will be before the Benesh Mashot of Rabbi Yossi. So that's the time period that is being described by Rabbi Meir over here. He's basing it on Rabbi Yossi's opinion that within Rabbi Huda's opinion would already be nightfall. And then the Gemara continues, Kasha the Rabbi Meir the Rabbi Meir. You have a problem in Rabbi Meir's opinion. In the first bright, uh, early on when we brought Rabbi Meir's opinion, we said it's a time time that they go in to eat their meals on Erev Shabbat. And now we have Rabbi Meir in the second bright that says the time that they go into the mikveh. Now Tosafot rejects the ability to make them into one, to say they're the same, because he says, otherwise you'll run into the same problem we've been running into him before, which is that then Rabbi Meir will look like one of the other Tanaim in the Brayta. So what is the Gemara's answer to that? Train Tanai, I'll leave it to Rabbi Meir. It's a steer in Rabbi Meir. It's two Tanaim quoting Rabbi Meir, and they have difference in opinion as to what Rabbi Meir's opinion was. Kasha de Rabbi Lezer, de Rabbi Lezer. You also have the same problem in Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer in our Mishnah, and that's what I discussed when we first read the Mishnah, which is, Meimatai Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. Yet, in the bright that we just brought, Rabbi Eliezer says, Mishikidesh Ayom Be'erev Shabbat. The time that Shabbat comes in on Erev Shabbat, then the Benesh Mashot period. So how do we deal with that? So either the same answer we had for Rabbi Meir, which is trade tonight, I'll leave it to Rabbi Eliezer. It's Tutanaim in the position of Rabbi Eliezer. Or V'yibaydeima, Reisha Lav Rabbi Eliezer. That's what I said in the Mishnah. Divrei Rabbi Eliezer does not reference the first line in the Mishnah. The first line of Mishnah says, period. At Sofa Mishmar Rishonah, that's Divi Rabbi Eliezer. But doesn't reference the first statement in the Mishnah. And if you do that, then there's no longer a stira in Rabbi Eliezer. All right, we'll stop over here.